2: I'm just a man and nothing more than broken bones and empty core inside my soul with no hope. No
3: Thanks for checking into The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. It's going to be a busy night tonight on The Antidote as we meet with two bands with completely different music styles, but they both share the same passion in their faith. After the half-hour mark, we'll be hearing from the post-rock band Dens and their just-released album. To start off the night, we heard Right Here With Me from The Journey, the first album by the Edmonton, Alberta-based West of Here. This band has been making an impact in the Christian music scene with songs climbing the charts and winning several awards. Two of West of Here's band members join me for a talk about how their music has progressed and where their future will be. The band members of West of Here have come for a talk with The Antidote. Guys, good to have you here. Thanks for having us. This is great. Can each of you introduce yourself saying, give us your role in the band?
0: Okay, I am Taylor. I do the singing, the lead singing, and I play a little guitar, piano, whatever else is needed. I'm Matt,
1: and I do a lot of the writing and stuff like that, and I play guitar and sing backup vocals.
3: And Tristan, your younger brother, you've dropped him from the band?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he couldn't make it in the call here today, but yeah, he sings like me back uh, backup and plays guitar as well. So... Matt, which is me, I'm the oldest. I play guitar and sing backup vocals.
0: We're all two years apart. Um, there's four of us brothers. So Matt's the oldest, then me, um, then Tristan is two years younger than me. And then we actually have our youngest brother, Kieran, who, uh, he, he travels around with us and does sound for us as well. So four brothers. Yeah.
3: What's it like? Is it all sunshine and roses making music with family members?
1: Uh, not quite, but uh, they're, they're all- I mean, it for sure, we're, we hang out a lot together as brothers. Our, our family is a very close family, but we, uh, yeah, it can definitely get heated and stuff on the road and everybody's got their own thoughts and this and that. And because we're brothers, we, there's no filter, right? So <laughs> yeah, it can get uh, heated at times, but we're kind of in this all together. So it's uh, it's great.
3: Here's another thought. Would it be easier to make music with non-family members?
1: I don't know. I, uh, I think it's great on stage having us uh, together and our voices kind of fit together. And we have the same styles and uh, what we like kind of thing. And uh, that definitely helps what we create. is We're all three kind of partly the same, I guess you could say. So uh, it's easy to create something we all like.
3: Besides being in the western part of Canada, is there a deeper meaning to the band name West of Here? Well, I
1: came up with it in a very simple, uh, uh, I guess you could say not meaningful way, but that's kind of of cool and interesting how, how sometimes those things work out. But we live west of Edmonton, but we work in the city often. So every day somebody would ask us, okay, where are you from? And we would say we're from west of Here, in this little town. So we... Just constantly, we're saying that, and no matter where we went, so yeah, that's kind of how the name kind of stuck.
3: <laughs> so that's putting you closer to the mountains, then.
0: Yes, exactly. Forty yeah.
1: minutes closer to the mountains. We're
0: happy about that. Yeah, and that's kind of another part to it as well. All of us are really big into uh, hiking or fishing or anything, anything in the mountains towards that direction. So we kind of look towards the west when we're when we're like oh man i need a break i want to go have fun for the weekend i'm gonna go west yeah that's, (laughs) that's definitely yeah that's true
3: i want to take some time to talk about your music i guess the old and the new i heard that your first release the journey was a long process
1: yeah it definitely was I mean, it's kind of cool because we started writing these songs as as kids, basically, just getting out of high school, we started writing that album, and uh, slowly we wrote many songs and kind of cut some of them out, and it just took years and years for us to kind of get things together, get in the right studio with the right guy. We recorded at a couple different places before, and they, some of the songs <coughs> came out good, but then We just got connected with the right person and uh, continued writing, and in the middle of that process, as we're recording, uh, Taylor's voice actually just got super sore.
0: Yeah, basically I I just had some issues with my vocal cords, and uh, I wasn't able to sing for quite a while, and then I guess when I got back, we just found that my voice had changed slightly, and we thought it sounded better, so... After that, we, we decided to scrap all of the vocals, restarted them, and definitely liked them better after that. So it was, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say, um, being on vocal rest for six months.
3: So you just made your brothers really happy then, because they didn't have to hear anything that you said.
0: That's exactly <laughs> it. I had no opinion for six months. <laughs>
3: Who were you aiming the music at?
1: Well, I guess with that first album, we were kind of really finding our way and trying to figure out what do we want to be? What do we want to sound like? And I think that even now is still evolving. Um, we're still learning what we like most and kind of like you asked who we want to reach. That first album was very much, I would say, a Christian album that was focused on um I don't know if you would call it a market, but Christian listeners uh, and, and, you know, churches and that type of thing was was what the album was mostly geared towards. Since then, we have really had a a desire to create music that anybody can find appealing and get something out of. have a real message there that uh, is very universal, but yet can impact someone's life.
2: Feels like you're just spinning circles around this place where
3: Other side, the title track from the band's award winning EP. And that release comes up in the next part of my conversation with West of Here. I did hear some changes that were taking place with The Other Side. That EP really had a richer tone, and the title track won Best Rock Song at the 2018 Covenant Awards. Man, that EP, that was short, just three tracks. Were you looking at that as a bridge between releases?
1: Yes, actually, that's kind of how it turned out. We did have a fourth track that we were thinking of putting on there, but we recorded it and it just didn't feel right. So we stuck with the three, and that it really was a bridge to... I, I feel like, personally, that we were really f- trying to find out what we really wanted to be. Because I think we were in the place with the journey where we weren't quite, like, we love this yet. Like, we're not, like, this is not quite the sound that we want. So we try to figure that out in the other side EP, Uh, but yeah, I would say it was a bit of a bridge for us and a bridge, I think for listeners as well, to get us, give us some space to, to create something else a little bit bigger for later.
3: And now I've spoken with other Canadian artists who've told me that trying to stay in Canada and to have a career in Christian music is virtually impossible. What are your thoughts?
0: absolutely
1: it's very very difficult well just i think the demographic christians is tiny compared to the united states uh per capita for one um and i wouldn't say there's a market uh in canada really there's a few big centers of course like toronto or <coughs> Vancouver, and and you can see, you see all the big all the big christian bands if they tour canada they're definitely hitting those two but probably not many others so Canada is a very difficult market for Christian music. I wouldn't say that's exactly why we shifted, but uh, we certainly want to want to grow and get more into the states and stuff. But we want to be true to what we're creating, and and the shift wasn't so much to do with the market, or it was just what we wanted to create.
3: Talking about that shift west of here. Pulled out an edgier style with last year's single, Reach for the Sky. Part of the lyrics say, hold on tight and don't look back. Your mistakes, they're all in the past, leave it behind. Have you ever wondered if people use their past mistakes as a crutch?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I know I feel that way with myself. Um, so that's kind of how that lyric came about it, it's interesting i began writing that song on new year's day i've had the feeling as i listened to the radio that i wanted to create something that could help somebody look to the future and forget what, what they did in the past and just be uh, motivated and energized to live their best life and you
3: mean so that they can actually forget about what they did on new year's eve yeah
0: there
1: you <laughs> <go>. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of where that song came from. Yeah, I would definitely agree that we use our past and it can hold us back just from moving on and, and from being our, our best selves. That's at least my thoughts. Hey, this is Taylor and Matt from of here, and you've got The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. You are...
2: dark you wouldn't see the star be
3: Also funny with your newer music is that you're really almost getting into social commentary because your latest single, Robot, which really got my attention because it's very thought-provoking. The final line of the song says, Technology is chasing you down again to fill your day up so you can't wake to stop him. I mean, really, this is a great idea, pulling yourself out of technology. But how do you do it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a big concept um, for us. Where that song kind of stems from, I guess, like we said earlier, we love the outdoors and uh, we find ourselves with work and with music and, and family and so many distractions around us all the time. And then we, we sit down together with our family and we pull out our phones and while well, we eat, and we're on our phones or we're, we're sitting in the room and none of us are talking to each other because we're on our phones. And, and even worse, in the time that we should be just reflecting on the day or what we're doing tomorrow or just taking a breath, we're, we're on our phones naturally. That's just something that everybody does now. And we're getting used to it. At least where this song came out it was kind of from my perspective of time and how our time is really being wasted and we don't even realize it and uh, it's not that all technology is evil it's just that so many times we let it take over us and we don't even know it and, and it has to do a lot more than just technology i would say uh, media and social media are huge um, and, and how they can really influence us and we can lose our individuality and, and thinking for ourselves and that's a big part of it too
3: But for an artist to drop themselves out of social media is career death.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, that's something we struggle with West of here because we don't want to be on social media, blasting out pics about every, every single thing we're doing. Yet That's something that we should be doing more. Um, but it's something we personally struggle with and that's kind of why this song came about because of those struggles. Um, But you're right, you have to be on Facebook, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be on all those sites to make your presence known and so people can find you. Yeah.
3: Your current singles are obviously different from the Journey album. Is this going to be the future for West of Here?
1: I think so, yes. Um, I think we're finding just kind of the niche we want to be in and the, the message we want to send and and uh, as I look back at least myself, some of my favorite bands were those who um, didn't I guess target Christians or that type of genre. They really they just wanted to put a really good message out to as many people as they could and that bands like Switchfoot. Uh, need to breathe which uh, we we grew up loving it's a bit different but we certainly those are really important groups um, for for helping us become who we are as musicians so yeah, this is definitely the trend that we're going in and I think as we've written other songs and produced other songs they're definitely continuing on in this direction
3: listen guys thanks so much for coming for this talk with the antidote I really appreciate it
1: Oh, Race, thanks so much for having us mm-hmm.
2: you down again to fill your day up so you can't wake up to stop him
3: ever since i heard robot from west of here i've had the song stuck in my head i don't know maybe i'm trying to figure out if i've turned into that robot so that was the last of our visit with west of here but there's more talk and music coming I'm almost playing my favorites on The Antidote, and the band Dens is near the top of my list. The band released their new album, Taming Tongues, just a few days ago. And so far, it's the best I've heard this year. Before we get into my chat with Sean Hypes of Dens, let's bring in one of those songs. This is Keep. The Antidote has tagged Sean Hypes of Dens for a talk. Sean, thanks for coming. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you. You know, it's been a year and a half since we last had a chance to talk about Dens. And really, lots have happened, you know, mostly with the new album, Taming Tongues. You got to tell me, is this just a coincidence that Taming Tongues released just in time for the presidential primaries? Or are you trying to send a statement?
4: Uh, I don't believe in coincidences.
3: (laughs) Okay, and do you think any of those politicians are going to take Taming Tongues to heart?
4: Um, Probably not.
3: (laughs) You already know that I'm a big fan of the music of dance, but Taming Tongues, really that tops everything you've done before. It covers a big sound spectrum. You wanted to have something fresh?
4: I mean, yeah, that's always the that's always the goal with creativity, you know. We just want to write stuff that we enjoy. You know, we don't really write to please anyone. Um, actually, this whole record, as we were writing it, we were actually scared to death that people were going to hate stuff. Um, we were just worried about, you know, this sound to this song, and you know, it, you know, the sound is different. You know, will people like it? Um, but in the end, we loved it. You know, to us, you know, if we enjoy it and you know, it's an outflowing of our creativity, then you know what, that's, that's just what we're going to put out. And hopefully people like it.
3: What's been the reaction to the singles?
4: The reaction has been uh, incredibly positive. You know, everybody that we have interacted with um, has absolutely loved it has said, you know, it was a uh, definitely a a step up for us, which was some affirmation that we uh, like to hear. Um, But yeah, really
3: positive. Well, Dance has put out a few videos in advance of the album release. The video for Even begins with the title In a Sequential Image Stereophonic Multimedia Event, which the band completely stole from Song of the Cebu. So, does this mean that Dance has a VeggieTales obsession?
4: I can neither confirm nor deny.
3: (laughs) But you have to agree that all truth comes from VeggieTales.
4: Uh, I will say all truth comes from God's word,
3: Dave. Um, and and you, know, you have to remember, I'm a heretic. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah, VeggieTales is great.
4: Maybe that was like subliminally in my mind, uh, since it plays nonstop in the car DVD player behind my headrest, um, going down the road every day of my life. So I know all the songs.
3: I'm glad for that. Some
4: days I am, some days I'm not.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. I know it was Reliant K playing Sadie Hawkins dance every day on the day to school with my kids.
0: Oh, that's a great song.
3: Yeah, but after several thousand plays, it gets a little tiresome. I can imagine. The lyrics for Even says, Crushed by the weight of debris, a leveling force that brings no relief, Just from a moment disaster unfolds, It Swallows Us Whole. The song makes it sound as if this isn't a personal confrontation, but something much larger.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, the whole album is about communication, right? And so when I thought of, you know, what is the word even? What are some things that represent that? um, Immediately, I thought of, um, you know, retribution. Um, We all by nature just like uh, the pendulum swinging, right, um, when we are met with a force, we by nature want to reciprocate that force with an equal force, and the whole song is this uh, this tension uh, between retaliating um, and trying to get even with somebody or forgiving and that second verse is really uh, it really talks about what happens when we choose to give in to the sin of retribution and getting even with somebody. It's a crushing weight, and all it does is uh, seek to just swallow us whole.
3: You see that also coming up on a quote that even has from Gandhi. An eye for an eye leaves all the world blind. You're the second band I've spoken to just this week that brought in that same quote. So what does Gandhi represent to you? Um, Some uh, dude with no hair, I guess. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
4: I'm just kidding. Um, You know, I don't look to Gandhi as any sort of spiritual advisor personally, um, but there is truth uh, in that, Um, definitely. uh, When we all seek to get even, um, yeah, I mean, taking an eye for an eye, that even where that comes from in the Old Testament was not about some sort of punitive punishment, but it was actually a law set up to protect the accused. It wasn't about the victim. It was about the accused. You know, they steal a cow, right? And then to get even with them or to retaliate or to bring justice upon them, you know, they would be murdered, right? The punishment doesn't fit the crime. And so that law in the Old Testament was really about the accused. And so many times when we seek to get even with somebody, we don't meet with an equal force, we meet with a greater force. It's something within our nature that wants us, you know, when we get hit, that we want to hit back and hit back even harder. Um, And Jesus tells us we have to go against our nature. We shouldn't even retaliate. We should turn the other cheek.
3: even from Dens. And I have to say that I was barely able to stop myself from bringing in Veggie Tales, the song of Cebu, to introduce the Den song. Anyway, let's hear about the theme of Taming Tongues from Sean. I do think this is where Christians struggle sometimes with the differences between Old and New Testament.
4: Sure, of course. Um, that and many, many other areas. You know, they're not opposed to one another, they they flow with one another. And you see Jesus, um, throughout the New Testament, not only reiterate uh, some of the New Testament law, but he even takes it a step further.
3: The Old Testament law. Correct. It's just you said New Testament.
4: Oh, if I misspoke, sorry.
3: The album's song titles give a message. Even foolish men are wise when they learn to keep quiet. Obviously, this is meaning that Dens considers Taming Tongues to be a concept album.
4: Uh, Yeah, it's a, it is a concept album, but it's a, it's a loose concept. Um, You know, with No Small Tempest, our release prior to this, you know, that was about the book of Jonah, uh, like you and I talked about. And so, we, you know, each song was a chapter of Jonah, so we we're really tied to song one has to be about, you know, Jonah being thrown off the ship and a storm and all these things. But With this, we knew the the concept was about communication, was about the tongue, was about speech, but there were really many different ways that you could approach each song. And so that really helped focus us in our writing and what we wanted to write about, but it also left it uh, pretty much wide open for us to be able to say different
3: things. There must have been some type of motivation for you to bring in this communication aspect to the album.
4: Oh, of course, and really, all of it is internal. Communication is something that the four of us uh, internally within Dins uh, have struggled with, just like any other, um, just like any other entity, any other group, any other family. Um, that sometimes we don't say uh, the things that we would like to say, or that we mean to say, or those things get misconstrued, and it's it's a constant battle. Um, Many times, somebody may say something to us, and we may take it the wrong way and get angry and lash out. It's it's a constant battle.
3: That sounds something that my wife says to me when we're talking, that it's being misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> the song R is a gorgeous track. Much of it is mellower than the rest of Taming Tugs. It also brings up an interesting point when it says, sometimes we speak of holy things, with righteous conviction so recklessly. Where did that come from?
4: Man, it's such a delicate balance between truth and love. So many times we may be standing and preaching the absolute truth of God, but when we, when we do it without love, um, it can become a, a soapbox of hurt. You know, truth without love It doesn't carry the weight that that God intends His truth to be carried with. And so, it's a delicate balance when we speak to people, but on the opposite side, if we just love, love, love with no truth and we're accepting of anything and everything, um, then really what are we left with?
3: I guess one other issue is that Christians have divergent views of what should be taught. Sure. I don't think any church or denomination actually preaches the entire Bible, start to finish. And, of course, there are different interpretations. Who decides?
4: Man, that's a tough question. Um, You know, we, um, just like um, God's Word tells us, you know, we we have that armor of God. We have that sword, right? We have His Word. um, We have the Holy Spirit. Um, We have to be willing to learn. We have to be willing to maybe... Come in with an open mind that maybe some of our preconceived ideas or ideology may not be completely correct. Um, it, it's really it's really that hermeneutics, right—the study of God's word, going back to um, original text, seeing what things mean. If if, if we're just opening the Bible and putting, you know, closing our eyes and putting our finger on a verse and then saying, "Oh, this is what God has to say to me today," that's pretty ignorant of us. Uh, to assume that it's some sort of magic uh, potion, right? We have to grow in our knowledge of God, um, and that comes through His Word, through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, um, giving us wisdom to uh, to interpret His Word correctly. Hey, I'm Sean Hypes with Dens, and you've found Christian music that doesn't suck on The Antidote.
3: vocals from Laura McElroy of Comrades. That was R, spelled A-R-E, from the dance album Taming Tongues. I guess it's maybe a little confusing having single words as the song titles, but in the end it works. I've been raving about this album, and so has the rest of the internet. This may sound like an infomercial, but really, you've got to get it. Next week on The Antidote, we go off in a strange direction as we feature a band who does parodies. You know where a band changes the lyrics to a song to give it a new meaning? That band is Apologetics. Their frontman, Jay Jackson, comes to explain how and why they create parody music. Here's more from Sean Hypes of Dents about their Taming Tongues album and the song called They. Thanks for coming. And I'll see you next week. I've brought up this same comment with a few artists recently that people are just so self-centered they can't see beyond themselves. Denz also brings that up on the song They, when it says, Don't distort the words I say. Talk in circles, then run away. Maybe it's that we can't agree. Then the song asks, Can we find common ground through empathy? really like isn't that a pipe dream
4: man but shouldn't that be how we operate in our interactions with people um like i said our our preconceived ideologies of the world um are are so vastly different and this is you know between cultures between different what political views It, it can be really anything religious views when we don't listen to one another and all we want to do is talk past each other like like those ships in the night, right, um, then we're, we're not communicating effectively. And maybe the place where we start is empathizing with one another, really listening to one another and, and empathizing and hearing where the other person is coming from. And maybe from there uh, we can build upon that foundation. We might not ever come to a point where we agree with each other but we can get to a point where we are communicating effectively with one another.
3: All the time that I've been listening to Taming Tongues, I keep getting the impression that Dan's is really using this as like a teaching lesson to the listener. Are they going to pay attention?
4: I hope so. You know, when we write and I say we because we do. Um, I don't write these songs myself as you know the singer or whatever. Um, we write these songs, the four of us together. We sit down and we we intentionally write the lyrics, and we don't want to be preachy. Um, but really, this album is things that we've learned through God's word that have been taught to us that that God has taught us that they mean something to us and we put them in kind of this form of worship that hopefully um, others hear God's word and hear God speak through these words and through this music.
3: Well, Sean, thanks for coming and spending time speaking about Dan's. Man, I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Dave. We really appreciate you. I appreciate your uh, your insight, all the things you've picked out of this album. Um, That really does mean a lot to us. Um, We were really humbled by that. And we just appreciate uh, all your hard work.